0: Beautiful friends, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe. I'm a self love and empowerment coach, and I'm here to support you in your self love journey and in your empowerment journey. Um, And I love podcasts that go straight to the point. Anyone else have a hard time focusing or get distracted? People take like five minutes before they get started on the good stuff in a podcast. Drives me crazy. So let's dive right on into it. I got to share a little backstory, okay? So I went to my favorite coffee shop in my hometown yesterday, and I'm sitting there doing my work, and I realized I forgot my earphones. And for someone like me where it is pretty hard to focus, I get very easily distracted, um... I need my earphones because I have like a classical music playlist that I listen to. So since I forgot the earphones, I was doing the best that I could, but I started eavesdropping. (laughs) Guilty as charged. I started eavesdropping um, and there was a woman and her friend that were sitting next to me and she started talking about um, this guy that she's been seeing. She's been dating him and they aren't like boyfriend girlfriend although he said she said he'd been begging her but she started saying she's she said sometimes he's psycho but sometimes he he's so charming it's worth the psychoness basically <laughs> i started like feverishly writing in my journal actually because my heart was going out to her so much because i knew exactly how she was feeling um and i also was just like oh good on this girl like i'm so happy that she's opening up to her friend. But the more and more she started talking, I was like, oh, she's an empath. And the guy that she's talking about is a narcissist. Um, And I kind of started writing of things she was saying of like, she said, he called me a bitch because another man said, good luck on my final. He looked through my phone and told me, I want you to like me as much as I like you. And I'm not sure if I can trust you if other men are texting you and you're replying. And oh, if anyone has been in a manipulative relationship where you questioned your own self-worth, you questioned your identity, you questioned yourself because of how um, controlling or manipulating someone else might've been, I get it. Okay, So the coach inside me couldn't help it. I went over to that girl and I started, and I just was like, Hey, I want to let you know, like, I totally get what you're experiencing right now because I've been there before and you're not alone and you're not crazy. And this is textbook behavior. Okay. Um, and for those of you that don't know, it was in 2014 for me, I was in a relationship that it turned me inside out because i was i felt so powerless and it beat me down so much like my self-worth like it it was only it was a mental emotional abuse but in the very beginning he was so charming and there were so many things that he did for me and he was very kind and he like there was a trauma bond experience because he was there for me when my grandmother passed away so there's probably things about You know, whether you're in a relationship right now or you've been in a relationship in the past. And majority of you that I've talked to, because I've had so many conversations with you listeners through Instagram DMs or through women that have applied for Glow Self-Love Mastermind that's been coming up that have shared with me that they used to be in a relationship that later they discovered was narcissistic. This term is thrown around a lot right now on social media, and I don't use it lightly. I think it's a very big deal to be able to label someone that. And I also think it's really important um, that we don't use it as a scapegoat of like trying to feel empowered because of a disempowered state. So I don't say it lightly, right? I don't say, you know, this person's narcissistic or whatever, but this guy that I was dating was very much a narcissist. And I was playing that empath role. The person who is highly empathetic, um, that was so eager to please. I really wanted his approval. And so when someone who is never going to give approval meets up with someone who is desperate for approval, it's a vicious cycle and there's a bond that's created. So I'm gonna be sharing about why we attract different partners that are unhealthy for us and what you can do in your self-love journey to attract partners that are emotionally available, okay? How's that sound? Sound good? Okay, let's do it. So one of the very first things to be noted is most people that are highly empathetic, that are sensitive, creative, you know, maybe you're you're ambitious, um, maybe you even are like business oriented, where you have your own business because you wanted to do it your way. Maybe you've been, um, you know, on a mission to help people, to heal people, to serve people, you know, very people oriented. Oftentimes, the people that are extroverts, that they're like in that influencing style, the biggest fear when it comes to communication is rejection. And so if the biggest fear is rejection, then we will do anything to avoid facing that fear. And a way that that manifests is never rejecting other people, a.k.a. people pleasing, okay? So this is kind of um, understanding the behind the scenes of it. So if we fear rejection in our relationships, it often manifests of a fear of not rejecting anyone else because we will like live out in accordance to avoiding those fears. So if you have a hard time saying no to other people, like I get it, I kind of joke, but it's not a joke that I'm a recovering people pleaser. That manifests as not wanting to say no to other people, but then also allowing different people to take advantage of you in situations because you don't want to say no to them. Right? So fear of rejection in our relationships comes out as people pleasing. So what do we do when it comes down to like dating. So for some, hi Aunt Chris. (laughs) So when it comes down to dating and attracting different relationships in our life, learning how to express ourselves and say what we like and what we don't like is so important. It is actually crucial because if we start to express ourselves, we find out right away how that person responds to it and whether or not they respect it. Right. And the people in our life that truly love us, that have like a healthy dynamic with us, they want to know what our needs are. They want to know what we like and what we don't like. And I think one of the biggest problems is we associate if we reject someone by saying no to something that we assume they will that we're going to come across as a bitch, or they're going to be mad at us. And that feeling of someone being upset with us is so difficult. And so that's actually a muscle that we have to learn to cultivate is that it's okay for someone to be upset with us and that we have to learn not to take it personal, but, but reflect, you know, am I being And it's kind of, and I don't even like to say, am I being reasonable or unreasonable simply because that can't, that's not always going to bring us clarity, but am I honoring the truth of how I'm feeling? That's the real question. If saying no to someone because you feel uncomfortable or you don't like something, if that's the truth of how you feel and you've expressed it, then that's you setting a boundary, and whenever that comes up, there's a moment of the feel bads. And so whenever we start to experience the feel bads, we have to learn how to hold space for it and be in communication with ourselves. Maybe that doesn't mean being communication with other people, but hold like holding the tension through the feel bads, essentially. Um, and then we find out right away the level of respect that other people have for us through that process. If they respond to understand versus respond to almost control or change, you know, one thing that for me as a person, I think about leadership a lot of like, what does it mean to lead myself in my life? Hi, greetings from Tulum. That's so awesome. Sending you love. Um, what does it mean to be a leader in my own life? So when I think about leadership, a big part of it is not making anyone wrong. And so when we think about that, like not making anyone wrong doesn't mean that you aren't disagreeing with anyone, but you're not trying to make them wrong. You're simply saying, I view it differently. I understand that you have this perspective on it and I have this perspective on it. Are you willing to understand how I see it? Um, because I'm willing to see it from your perspective and vice versa. But when it comes, like I wanna kinda shift back to dating for anyone that is in a dating period right now. Because I just got off the phone with an incredible woman who is saying yes to glow self love mastermind, which is gonna be starting next month. I'm so excited about that. Um this is gonna be the fifth round, the fifth round of women that is starting um, this six month online program. And so, Hey Lisa, Lisa's actually going to be joining us as well. So I just got off of that, um, phone call with this woman and she said she started, you know, being more self-reflective of noticing the different patterns of the types of men she'd been attracting into her life. And she noticed how she kept attracting men that were very emotionally unavailable. Are you ready to take the lead? Are you ready to find your voice again? because Glow is a self-love mastermind and it is starting soon. One of the biggest issues I see is women trying to operate with masculine leadership instead of feminine leadership. If you're like me, you know that you can work hard, but sometimes it's hard to feel like it matters. We've mastered hustle and grind before we've mastered self-love, mindfulness, and soul expression. So don't worry, the feminine flow is very productive, but in a way that feels like creativity, that feels like freedom. And so if you are looking to cultivate this feminine leadership and to step into your self-love, there's a link in the show notes to learn more. And, you know, there's a correlation with that. If we are attracting people that aren't fully available like attracts like, and this was kind of the hard truth that I had to learn in my own self-love journey is what part of myself is emotionally unavailable. And, you know, I've done a lot of psychoanalysis of this, of trying to understand, um, you know, why I was attracting certain relationships into my life, because I felt like, My relationships with my parents, with money, with friends, like I was very happy with, but then all of a sudden my relationships, when it came to dating and with love, there was a major disconnect. And so, you know, self-love and empowerment, like I'm obsessed with it because it's been a big part of my own journey of learning how to say no, of learning how to say yes, of learning how to fully express myself and let myself be seen. And so this is what I discovered. This is what needed to be healed. The biggest thing that needed to be healed was the fear of abandonment. There was a part of me that was so fucking terrified to be left and to be abandoned that I was, and this is not conscious. Okay. I was subconsciously attracting partners that were as well emotionally unavailable. So if I myself am attracting partners that are emotionally unavailable, you know, it's because I myself was the same, you know, it's, there's, there's an energetics thing happening, you know, like attracts like. So what do we do about that? What do we do about that? We learn to create a sense of safety within ourself and I am a huge believer in conversations with our inner child and with our little one of like, when you start to notice and start to become the observer of your thoughts, and this is also called metacognition, when you can almost rise above your thoughts to observe them and see them. And when you start to notice the critical thoughts and how they start coming about, asking yourself, would I say this to a child? And if the answer is like, hell no, I would never say this to a child, then we get to instantly the inner mama inside of you is activated. How would I say this if it was a child that was coming to me with these exact same worries and concerns? Because if you're finding yourself feeling fearful, feeling afraid, feeling alone, right? Being afraid of being abandoned, right? And this this could be a trauma response from a small moment back in, you know, when you were younger that you know, you might not even realize that was a big deal, but it was because it created this belief of, you know, or this fear of being abandoned. And to be honest, I don't even know exactly where that fear started for me. All I know is I've identified it. And so now I've healed it. And I know that I've healed it because of the relationship I've now attracted into my life. That is very healthy. That is very expansive. You know, it feels so free and it feels so safe, but in order for me to energetically line up and meet him, I had to first learn how to cultivate a sense of safety and confidence within myself. You know, so if we think about that word secure or insecure, it's that feeling of feeling safe. And so it would literally be conversations of I'm safe. And I got you and I'm never going to abandon you because there were times that I did abandon myself through addiction where it was so painful to experience certain things that it was just easier to numb out. It was easier to numb out through food, through marijuana, like through working, right? Becoming a workaholic. And so learning how to be present with yourself of, you know, for that part of you that maybe you feel is more... Like, oh, you have to deal with that one part of you learning how to be that inner mama for yourself of like, I'm never going to abandon you. I'm right here. I love you. And I'm going to continue to hold space for you the way you would a best friend. And so this is very much like an internal conversation, but when we start to notice and question And this is why I'm a big fan of journaling. You guys, I ended a situationship in my life a couple years ago because I started reflecting back in my journal and realized I was saying the exact same shit for like 30 days. And it was this moment of, um, do I actually want to continue feeling this way? Because we can get a lot of insight when we take the time to put pen to paper. I mean, you guys know that I'm like obsessed with journaling. Um, And if you don't know that, I am. Because I believe it is such a powerful practice to get in tune with how you are actually feeling. And our mind goes a million miles an hour. And the and the, the, the process behind that is you can't write as fast as you think. So it forces you to slow down and when you slow down and allow yourself to relax, it requires you to affirm like it's safe to relax because that was like a limiting belief that I had for a long time of like, got to keep going, got to keep going. Like that was also a big part of my addiction with like smoking and with vaping is something to do, something to do because my sense of self-worth was directly tied to my productivity. So I didn't know what to do with myself when I wasn't doing anything. So if you give yourself permission to slow down, open your journal and really reflect on what is going on, how am I feeling? What is going on? What am I feeling right now? Right? Especially if you're feeling confusion in certain relationships, what do I wish I could say right now? And then that's when the courage comes in is giving yourself permission to actually express yourself. And pushing up against that fear of rejecting other people or the fear of acting like a bitch or the fear of being rejected. And then here's the part with the self-leadership without making them wrong because in their reality, it's their truth. So you have this opportunity to express yourself and how you see it. But the moment you start to make them wrong and you start to name call or you start to put them down, you're no longer standing with love and leadership at that point you're being a bully or you're or you're putting them down to make yourself feel better if you're in a situation where you feel disempowered. It's kind of like an animal if you get if you push them up against the wall, they're going to attack right And so if you're feeling unsafe in a situation, learning how to remove yourself from that situation but also giving yourself permission to express yourself. For most of the people that I work with, there isn't a lashing out. there's more of um, a shutting down and that's definitely been more of my pattern um, in relationships where I felt, disempowered is I would shut down and I didn't know how to express myself because it was just this, um, it was a pa- it was a pain. It was a pattern. It was a, a reaction to pain. Um, and so that's why I'm so passionate about self-expression because it's been a muscle that I've had to cultivate is how to fully express myself and let myself be seen and let myself be heard. Even when it's fucking scary. Because what is on the other side of that self-expression or what is on the other side of saying I'm no longer available to this type of relationship pattern, especially when it comes to dating. And if you find yourself dating unavailable men, you know, emotionally unavailable, or if you find yourself putting up with unhealthy habits, right, is on the other side of that, of taking the risk, right? Because especially with the relationships, the risk is... What if I don't find something that feels as good as this? What if I don't find someone that loves me the way he does, even with all of his flaws? What if I'm alone? Um, but then on, maybe when it's not about relationships, it's about work, you know, what if I fail? What if I walk away from this pain job and this happens? What if, what if, what if? All these different hypotheticals that really don't serve us. What's on the other side of taking the leap is immense freedom, We've heard that, that very stereotypical quote of like, on the other side of fear is everything you've ever wanted. You know, on the other side of fear is freedom. It's so true. And so you are not alone in this journey of learning how to lead yourself. You are 100% not alone. This is the self-love journey. It is messy. It is complicated. And it's not a linear step-by-step. We might repeat patterns and repeat cycles with different people. I know that I did, especially in relationships. But learning how to express yourself and be true to yourself and express your needs by first addressing what those are with yourself and then expressing those to the people around you without making them wrong is a powerful, powerful skill to develop. All right, guys, if you love this episode, send me a message on Instagram and let me know or post it to your Instagram story and tag me. That's like part of my love language because so many different women that are meant to hear Joyfully You have found the podcast because of you sharing it to your Instagram story. You know, if that's like a platform that you hang out at. Um, and as well, like if you don't want to share to the story or if that's not your thing, if you've never left me a review on Apple Podcasts, I would definitely in big time, big timely, <laughs> I would really appreciate it. I would really appreciate that because that helps me grow this platform to connect with more women that are just like you. And so I'm sending you guys so much love. Um, again, I'm Kelsey Lowe. I'm the host. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast And I will catch you on the next episode.